so happy you're joining us for this episode of the podcast. This month, we're doing something special, and we're doing a little series of episodes that are going to help you really get focused, get the support you need in your business, and do amazing things in 2022. So today I wanted to talk about how to shift your support mindset. So what do I mean by that? Some people will resist having or receiving support for a variety of reasons. Today I'm going to break down the three big reasons I see that people aren't getting support and some ideas of some actions to take around each of those things that can get you moving in the right direction. So the first reason, so the first reason I see that you might not be getting support is that you could have unexamined beliefs or patterns around asking for and receiving support in your life. For example, I think sometimes people want to look at a business and a life as two separate things. And certainly sometimes in nine to five jobs, that's the case. You go to work, you have a persona, you have things to do, you do your work and you go home. And there's like the expectations and things that you do and don't do in a more corporate setting. But I would strongly suggest that when you run your own business, what happens in your life and things that you're working through are going to be the same in your business as they are in your personal life. So when it comes to owning your own business, so I know you've heard people say that owning a business is the greatest personal growth journey you could be on. And what's important to know about that is your issues or things that you're working through or deficits that you have in your personal life are going to show up in your business when you own your own business. And so things like If we grew up in a single parent household and we witnessed a parent who did all of the things and maybe didn't have a lot of support or help, we might have taken on a level of responsibility because we had to in that household. We could have also just internalized that you show up, you take care of the things, you can't rely on other people to help you. There's all sorts of stories that we could have about that sort of circumstance that might be reflected in why we can't or won't ask for support in our business now. And those are really important for you to look at. Now, if you've worked in corporate America, you might have been used to not having support in your prior workplace. So you might be doing the jobs of more than one person. You might have not been able to go to a manager or anybody for help with things. Not having the support you need in your work environment up to a certain point may or may not also have an impact on how you show up in your business. Sometimes those things from corporate, it might take time to unlearn or to realize that we don't need to incorporate the things that they do in their businesses into our business. And also for women, and this might be specifically for women, but learned cultural roles where a lot of times we carry the emotional and sometimes also the tactical role in our lives. So in our relationships, we might be the person who knows when the birthdays are, when all the school events are, we might be coordinating that. Um, even if some of those things are delegated and somebody else is you know, picking the kids up from soccer, you still have all the information in your brain and you're doing something with that. And so sometimes that can translate and carry over into our business where we're holding all the things and we're so 
scared or new or out of practice about handing those things completely over to somebody because it feels like balls will be dropped because maybe in our experience, that's what happens. Now, the second thing I see that comes up a lot is people think that they can't afford the level of support that they need. They think that support is reserved for people who can afford personal chefs and nannies and, you know, people to come deep clean their house. It's just like, you think that is great for them, but I'm not in a financial position where I could receive this type of support. I would suggest a couple of things. First of all, We have an episode coming up, a book episode, where Kim and I talk about our favorite money mindset books. I would suggest if you haven't read either Get Rich, Lucky B by Denise Duffield Thomas, or You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, those two books are a great place to start when just thinking about money in your life in a different way. One thing that really stuck with me is in the Get Rich, Lucky B book. I think it was that one. It could have been Chillpreneur. She talks specifically about how you would show up if you lived a life of abundance. And so I think she uses this example in the book where if you have just really ratty undies, (laughs) it's like, you know, that type of investment, you could go to these sales and get really cute, you know, new underwear for five for $25 or something like that. So it's not really that it's a huge expense. And it's one of those things that you just feel so much better when your foundation is cute and updated and not all stretched out or worn out. There's probably lots of examples that we could think about in our own lives. And I think support would fall in one of those categories. Another way you could shift your thinking about support costing, quote, too much money is if you do some simple math. This isn't revolutionary, but this is just saying, you know, what's my hourly rate? And if I hire a cleaning company to come in twice a month and deep clean my house, all those things that I'm giving my weekend over to or chunks of hours here and there, for me, it would probably be 10 hours a month, I would say I would spend on deep cleaning for my part of it for the house. And so if you think, okay, I would pay somebody let's say $300 a month to do that. So if you think about your hourly rate and the amount of time it would take, so let's say you're paying yourself, I have to do easy math, you guys. (laughs) Let's say you're paying yourself $50 an hour or that's what you, you know, your rate is in your business and 10 hours at $50 an hour, there's $500. So you're gonna come out on the positive side of that equation. So if you start thinking about just really doing the math behind what it would take in order to to make sense, it doesn't have to be a profit for it to make sense. If you're paying yourself $30 an hour and it costs, you know, then you're looking at it's an equal cost. But if you spent 10 hours extra a month in your business month over month, then I would suggest that that compounding time can really pay off, especially if you can really get focused on the things that are going to generate money, interest, and, you know, move yourself closer to the vision you have for your business. So I think you have to do the math on those things. And sometimes we tell stories in our heads that this is too much or I can't afford it without really investigating 
what that means. And sometimes we're just in a position where finding support isn't a math problem. It's just using creative solutions to maximize your time. We've all heard of, you know, somebody having a gym membership and then instead of working out or for some of the time while the kids are in the gym daycare, they're working on their business. I heard a story where a group of friends would get together once a month and they would each meal prep one certain thing, a dish for like, let's say you had five friends. So you'd make, you know, enough for your family and then like an extra five dishes. And then you all show up to the party and trade off your dishes and you automatically have these gorgeous meal prep meals that you didn't have to cook. You know, you're just like, you're trading across. So there are definitely ways that make sense for you to leverage your time and have more support in your life. I would also suggest that hiring or having support isn't always as much of an investment as someone thinks it would be. If you're talking about a beginner virtual assistant, you know, that could be somebody who's starting at $20 an hour. If you're looking at 10 hours, that's $200 a month. Think of what you could do with an extra 10 hours a month if you really focused and use that time efficiently. Now, third, you could be thinking, no one can do this as good as I can. I know exactly what to do, how I want it done, and nobody's ever going to translate that. The first thing I have to say to that is just, it's just straight up not true. Like period, if that's your mindset. And maybe we all, we don't have that mindset across all the tasks in our business, but I would encourage you to, even the ones that you think that nobody could do like you, I would encourage you to at least hold in your heart the possibility that somebody else could do it maybe even better than you, if not just as well. So I think looking at where this perfectionism is showing up, maybe in the rest of your life, but certainly in your business, that can really hold you back if you refuse to move forward until things are perfect. If you spend an inordinate amount of time working on specific tasks, like the sales page has to be the best sales page that was ever created before it could go live, for example. I think it is possible to have very high standards for your team and to find the right people. But once you find the team that is meant for you, you can train them with your special sauce. And if you have a culture of really valuing their input, you will be amazed at what people can do If they feel like they have the permission to have their own ideas and take initiative because they're going to see a different piece of the puzzle than you can and they're going to know who you are, what you want, and maybe with their experience with other clients or just in their life, they're going to bring things to you that you never even thought of that you didn't even know were possible. All that to say, bringing the right people into your life and your business will be a significant gift to you. And until you're able to overcome the fear and actually bring this person or people on, you won't know what that gift is. You won't even know all the good things that are in store for you. Now, this is sort of a bonus one. I know there was three things to think about to shift your support mindset. One thing that I think we can't not address is overwhelm. I know I was just listening to Brandy Mouse, who you guys know I love. She has a podcast called Surf Scale Soar. I definitely think you should check it out. If you're a service provider growing a business and need some ideas and also some kick in the pants sometimes that we all need. So Brandy was talking about how overwhelm is a choice. And I would say I have to agree. You can choose to just be paralyzed by all the things that you 
feel like you have to do and all the things that are on your plate. Or you could choose to dig yourself out of that hole, to clear off your plate and really be conscious of what is coming back on there. So part of this and something that I'm doing right now, I have this in my calendar to do quarterly and it's been so important for my business and my life is to do a time study. All a time study is, is you just, you can have graph paper, a spreadsheet, a notebook paper. We have an online version in our free workbook, the Dream Team Starter Kit. That's the one I'm using. So you just go in and you put in what you're doing. It's at set at 15 minute intervals and you're keeping track of what is taking your time and attention during the day. I really think that a five day study is incredibly beneficial, but if all you're going to do is three days, that's way better than nothing. And I promise you, you're going to come away with a sense of what needs to shift and at the very least, a new perspective. I've told this story before, but one of the things when I first started my business, the first time study I think I ever did, I had this feeling of like immense mom guilt because I was shifting at that point from being completely stay-at-home mom and had a break from the legal contractor business that I had worked at for a couple of years. And I shifted away from doing legal contracting a couple of years before when my son was born and doing something other than paying 24 seven attention to my kids felt very foreign. So I was telling myself this story in my head, like, oh, this is taking so much time away from your family and, you know, all the things that we sort of run on repeat in our brains. And once I did the time study, I was able to look and say, wow, (laughs) the amount of quality and one-on-one time that my kids are receiving from me is substantial, especially compared to the other things in my life. And it was just, it flipped a script and it allowed me to move forward without the guilt that I'd been carrying, you know, for this story that was not accurate. And so whatever it is, whether there are things that you are able to look at at a high level to say, I can delegate, I don't need to do anymore. I want to do more of this thing because this is so much fun. All of that will come from actually taking the time to do it. And yes, especially if you're very overwhelmed, I would recommend that you take the time to just do it. It's not going to take you that much extra and it's so worth it. And it might mean that you have to take some small action steps. Once you look at things and you could say, this is taking me a ton of extra time, you know, does it have to? Is there a solution for this? And that point could be a good time to bring in outside eyes if you need some support, you know, some your business bestie or your spouse or a friend to say, can you look at this and see if you notice any patterns in here or anything that I'm not thinking of that could really come off your plate? That's like another, that's extra bonus points, extra credit for getting support, getting out of overwhelm so you can gain support. And we're going to talk more about overwhelm in the next episode. But the goal of this episode was really to drop some information in that if you are falling under one of these or multiple of these categories of having unexamined you know, beliefs or patterns or history of not asking for support, believing the mindset, having the mindset that we can't afford support or that support will cost too much money 
or that we can't get support till we're at a certain level, the trap of perfectionism, and then just that piece of overwhelm. If any of those things are going on, I encourage you to really take some time to look at those. And you can ask for people in your life. You can ask a team member that you bring on, hey, I'm really, I'm new to this. Like I am not sure if I can delegate certain things, but I know I need to. And I know that sometimes you might have to remind me, like just really showing up and being vulnerable and leading from a place of vulnerability, not as an excuse to dump things on people or to have, you know, a crappy attitude, but just from a place of, I'm going to need some help with this new skill and I know it. So can you help me with that? And I would love to know, you can always reach out and DM me at Julie Calcote OBM on Instagram. If something from this episode sparked a thought or a mindset shift, if anything from this episode illuminated a pattern or something that you've been doing in your own life and what that mindset shift was or is becoming, and what is one thing that you are going to take off of your plate ASAP that doesn't need to be there, that somebody else can hold or that just doesn't need to be done at all. You know, I'm so grateful for you guys. If you are interested and would like to have a copy of the time study I talked about, it's in our free starter kit. You can always find it at julietraining.com backslash starter kit. It walks you through your vision and values for your life and business doing that time study and documenting the tasks that you do on a regular basis so that you can finally lean in and get the support that you deserve. I'm so grateful for you guys. Talk soon.